0: We're going to start this week with some good news for consumers. If you're paying for mobile or broadband, but you're not happy with the level of customer service you're getting, there's a new piece of legislation that's going to hold all of those companies to account. I met with Minister of State in the Department of Environment, O'Shean Smith, on Thursday morning to find out more about it. But I started by asking him for a rundown on the techie elements within his broad portfolio.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm responsible for broadband, uh, but also for mobile networks and fixed line, I'm responsible for cybersecurity. I'm also responsible for the circular economy uh, and for public procurement and for e-government, which means getting your public services online, renewing your passport online, renewing your driver's license online. So they kind of gave me everything that's to do with um, IT and computers this
0: is a, uh, an area that you're very familiar with and you have a good understanding and a good a keen interest as i understand it in the development so whether that is the e government initiatives or ensuring that we don't have mobile or broadband black spots around the country it is something that you are keenly aware of and also genuinely interested in
1: yeah i worked uh, for microsoft in the past uh, working in the tech sector of uh, background in computer science so um, that was my area and it's not a traditional route into politics you know I'm not a teacher or a lawyer um, but uh, it, it does it does give me a different perspective and I think it's useful to have people from different backgrounds uh, working on laws.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of laws I want to talk to you specifically around uh, something that you have been working on this week can you just talk me through what it is and how consumers listening to this right now will benefit from it?
1: So, yeah, yesterday we passed a new, um, a new law, Communications Regulation Act, which uh, gives more powers to the consumer um, if, who has a broadband or a mobile or fixed line account. Okay? So the problem we're trying to solve is that we could see that there was very, very poor customer service in the communication sector. Um, when we looked at the customer experience report from 2021, of all the sectors in the economy in Ireland, Um, the communications sector had the worst customer experience and it's not just um, one company Um, because there's one, you know, dominant company in the sector, but it's all the companies were were just performing very badly. And the kind of things that people were finding is you ring your mobile phone or your broadband company and you're hanging on the phone for hours to get an answer. You lodge a complaint, nothing happens. You try to switch your account then to another provider and they, they don't help you to make that switch. You keep getting billed by the old provider or else, just you, you 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 arrange for an installation. Somebody's going to come out to your home and install your uh, your your new broadband. You take a day off work, and they don't show up. So this is this is the kind of the kind of experience people were having repeatedly. Comically bad mm-hmm. um, customer service. So what this law does is it gives you the consumer more rights in that situation. It uh, guarantees that there will be. A minimum standard of customer service for everybody in the country and then it brings more power to the regulator to enforce that so um, what we want is that when you're picking your broadband service or your mobile service that you will see not just the the products and the features that are available in the prices but also you'll see that the level of service that that company is offering so i would expect that a broadband company will say this is a service we're offering and this is a speed and this is a price, but also we will answer the phone within five minutes. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, we will resolve 90% of complaints within 24 hours. This type of, this, this, this type of um, very clear information about what, what service you're going to get, because some consumers will be willing to pay a little more to get a higher quality of service. You know, They didn't realize when they, when they took it on what, what it was going to be like. Now to back that up, to make sure that's delivered, you also need a, a system Um, where the the operator is held to account, where if they don't deliver, what happens then? So, give you an example. Let's say you take a day off work because you want to have your, you take the morning off work because somebody's going to come and install broadband and they don't show up. Well, under this new law, the operator will have to automatically compensate you. They will have to put money in your account for you know a certain amount of money which the regulator will decide um to 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 compensate you for failing in that way so we're going to set up a system of automatic compensation Uh, if if you're not happy with the amount of money that you were compensated with if you can then go and you can go to adjudication so you don't actually have to bring them to court you can go to a, a form of mediation make your case and the regulator may award you something else so um and and finally the regulator is going to have a special power to go into companies audit them, see how they're performing on customer service. And let's say they are answering the phone in one hour when they said it would be 10 minutes. They can come back and say, right, we're going to fine you um, for your behavior. And you've seen these big fines on social media companies happening yeah. and so on in the past. So in the same way, they will. I, what we've put in the law is that they can fine up to 10% of turnover. That could be 5 million euros for uh, for, for failing to deliver on their promises. Uh, and that's a real incentive to companies. That's, that's where That really hits them and their bottom line and says, you need to up your game, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that the, from talking to the operators and working with the, with, with the mobile companies, they want to improve, they are improving already, but they're from a very low base, you know? So there's a, there's a long way to go. And you'd know, um, as a presenter on this, this program, I presume you get a lot of complaints from the public Mm -hmm. about quality of service on mobile and broadband, I mean do you get that?
0: Every single week there is a number of complaints and they vary in nature. Uh, It can be that you know I can't get a human being to pick up the phone to me Mm -hmm. or I'm being sent around the houses being transferred from one to the other to the other. There was one woman whose email stuck with me a number of years ago, her father had passed away and a bill was still being sent to his home and now letters saying that he was in arrears with his account because he wasn't paying a bill. She couldn't communicate to the company because the company wouldn't talk to her because she wasn't her father who was no longer alive. Things like that that are very, very frustrating and in some cases, very upsetting for people. Um, I assume that th- this will, will alleviate some of those stresses in those instances.
1: Yes, I think that's exactly the kind of situation that we're trying to deal with. So every, every company is going to have to make a customer charter and that the, the form of that charter will be such that you can compare between the different companies. Mm-hmm. So you, they all have to say, this is, how many, this is how long it takes me to answer the phone. This is how long it takes me to resolve a query. So you can hold them up to each other and say, OK, I can see that this one is offering, this company is offering a much better service than that company, and that they can compete on, on quality of service. The other thing we want to do is bring in more transparency about how they're actually performing. So the regulator will, will, will publish a report every year saying, this, this is how all the companies perform. This is how long it takes them to answer the phone in reality, let alone what they're promising. This is how long it took them to resolve queries last year. This is how many complaints we had for each company. So again, you'll have that transparency and those price comparison sites and so on will be able to help and say, look, this is clearly... This is this is this is one that's operating on a high quality this is one that's operating on a low price so yeah. you can make make that distinction so you can make an informed choice because for some people they want a mobile service perhaps I don't care if it if, if you know if, if it takes a long time or they just want the cheapest mm-hmm. and for somebody else they 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 might they might want something that really works and are, and are willing to pay more for it
0: what's really interesting is though you know we have digital mobile for providers who've entered the markets the likes of Gomo clear mobile 48 And while they don't have physical stores, they do have these online chat facilities. And in my recent experience, I found the encountering, uh, there are the instances of interacting with them online in chat forums to be a more efficient way, rather than calling a four digit number, pressing one, pressing star, pressing zero, pressing four. It was a much easier process. So it doesn't necessarily mean that all of these companies are now going to have to enhance their support staff. Surely it has to be the happy compromise of taking the box for the consumer, be that through automation or human beings. Am I right in that regard?
1: Yeah, and there are different channels that you want to communicate that appeal to different people. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I can't rely on. Um, I can't tell my elderly father that you know he has to use a chatbot to talk, talk to a company. He may need some other form of channel, and the, the communications regulator is going to specify that. Um, specify the types of channels that, that the companies will have to provide to, to, to serve everybody in the community because there are people who either through old age or, or from, from literacy or from disability are unable to use what, what whatever is whatever's most convenient for the company so they, have to, they will have to provide accessible means uh, of contacting the company.
0: And will it be clear to the consumer the route that they can take if they're not happy with the level of customer service they're getting? Because at the moment, it seems like Conor Pope in the Irish Times or my inbox is the place that people go when they're frustrated. Um, obviously, Comreg is there, but will there be a clear path for an individual consumer to ensure that their voice is heard?
1: Yes, there will. And one of the things we put in the law is that when, although companies will be required to automatically compensate um, uh, the public if they let them down, um, that they also have to tell them Uh, they have to tell the public that this is not this is not the end of of the of, of the line that they can they can continue their complaint if they're not happy with that level of money. So you get some money into your account because you because they failed to show up for an installation date, um, but they have to tell you as well we're giving you this money, but this is, that this doesn't mean that you don't still have your right to go to a to go to an arbitration panel or to take us to court or to or to continue the complaint further. So we the, the communication of that to the public is going to be really important. Um, the the uh, the communications companies will be required to, to provide all that information in their literature and on their websites, but Comreg will also have a role in running an advertising campaign to tell people of their new rights. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you mentioned the companies and the networks and the operators involved. Um, earlier you said that they, they want to do better. Has there been any indication of what they'll need to do from a structural point of view to ensure that this happens and ensure they meet those targets? Because I spoke to Helen Dixon, the Data Protection Commissioner, a while back, and she was saying she doesn't want to be giving out fines for breaches of GDPR or whatever it is. You want people to comply rather than have to fine them. Uh, But it does take a bit of structural rejiggery, I suppose, for want of a better phrase. In your interactions with the networks and the providers, has there been indication that that restructuring is going to happen to ensure that they are compliant rather than getting fined?
1: I noticed that um, some of the communications companies are hiring new executives from sectors that have good customer service so they 're bringing in people who have nothing to do with the communications industry to have a fresh look and say, "Well, this is nothing like we 'd do so you take it from a, from a company with a really really strong brand and bring it into a comp- bring it into a communications company with a terrible brand and say well what 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 do we need to do to improve our reputation and I think that 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 kind of fresh look can can really help mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to change things around and you 're absolutely right. the goal of this law is not to find uh, companies. The goal of the law is to increase the customer service, and we'll know if it works if we look at that customer experience service survey in in future years and see that communications is no longer the bottom of the pile; that they are rising up as a, as a you know that the experience that people have in dealing with them is better. And the, the reason we have to do this is because broadband, mobile. It's no longer some luxury or nice thing to have. It's a basic utility. Mm-hmm. It's like having electricity or having water. You absolutely need to have this to get through your day. Everybody knows that. You forget, that you leave your mobile phone at home, you go back, go back home and get it because otherwise you won't be able to, to do all the things you need to do in a day. So it, it is an absolute necessity that we improve the quality, that we make sure that people are not let down by their company and that they're not treated with the kind of contempt really that's happened before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to touch briefly on the cyber attack on Virgin Media that occurred earlier in the week. Uh, we know that they came out and acknowledged it and so on. Do we have any further insight as to what happened or who was behind it at all?
1: I think you, you would actually have to ask uh, Virgin Media about that. You know, So we, we, I've been dealing with um, attacks on uh, public sector bodies, uh, such as um, the attack on the HSE and the attack on Munster Technical uh, University happened recently and um, in this this is a ca- this is an attack on on a, um, a private company and they uh, although they would liaise with the Gardaí and with the state uh, for support and um, really it's it, it's up to them to decide how they're dealing with it I think they they said that there may be some disruption with their schedule on, on channels three and four and mm-hmm. um, but I think that they did they they were they didn't lose and um, they didn't have a, a breach of personal data so they didn't have um, a loss of, for example, employee or customer information. So there was no sense that that type of information might 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 might, might be published or anything like that. So I think in 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 that case it was a, it was a limited in in scale that attack, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that they managed to contain it properly, and I think that they acted really well in the in the way that they did it, you know, in the way that they managed it. But clearly, a, a broadcast company, a TV company. Uh, is 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 a very sensitive target. It's part of our critical infrastructure, and it's something that you want to pr- want to protect from um, from any kind of attack.
0: Back in October, I sat down with Richard Brown, the director of the National Cyber Security Centre, and we talked through the work that his team does, along with uh, the Garda uh, side of cyber security as well. Is it? The case that, you know, cyber attacks are more frequent now, or is it just that we're more aware of it because our antenna are higher ever since the ransomware attack on the HSE?
1: No, the attacks are increasing all the time. It's a, it is, a, And people have said to me, is this going to keep happening? And the answer is, yes, this is going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to keep happening, not just on public sector targets, but on private sector targets. You need to protect yourself. And it's really like um, fire protection and you know you have a fire drill and you have a notice on the wall and you have a fire certificate and you have a fire safety officer, you're going to have to do all of that stuff for cyber. You need to protect yourself constantly because as life has moved online and business has moved online, criminality has moved online and really from the criminal's point of view it, it is it is a form of crime they can, t- they can commit which is harder to, to get caught for. You can be in another jurisdiction, you can be remotely across the wor- world, you can try and cover your tracks. Um, so it's a very attractive route for criminals to, to try to make money. Mm-hmm. And the major sort of 10 to 15 uh, organizations that are carrying out these crimes are now like crime syndicates. They are multi multi-million euro organizations we were just talking about customer service with the communication. They have their own customer service departments. They are full organizations. We, you know, we saw the, um, there was a compromise of one of these, cri- the crime organization that carried out the attack on the HSE. Their, um, th- their internal communications were revealed by a hack by one of their own staff, who is a Ukrainian, who, uh, who revealed the internal communications that were going on. And it was just like any company. It was people looking for time off work from their boss. Uh, there was discussions about HR, discussions about payments. You know, it, it, so we're, you're dealing with very, very large uh, criminal concerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, will, they, they are money-making operations and they will continue to attack. And every private sector and public sector body needs to protect itself.
0: My final question is something that takes up most of my week and that is, I get texts and emails from friends, family and listeners with screenshots of text messages going, is this a scam or is this legit? We have seen the number of those kind of text messages go through the roof, whether it's purporting to be on post, DHL, a health insurance company. Is there anything we can do, and I mean from an Ireland Inc point of view, to try and block these text messages or have consequences for those behind them
1: yeah this this really began to the problem really began to explode I think during the pandemic and you know these ton of scam texts that say you have a parcel waiting for you and they were they were um, targeting organizations like on post uh, banks there was that type of scam where they put a text into the conversation you're having with the bank so at the start of the pandemic I convened a meeting of all the uh, chief executives of the communications companies and said we really need to need to stop this from happening. Uh, millions of messages were being delivered through the mobile networks to customers, and you were just getting scam texts every single day. Now it has reduced uh, in volume since then, and I sat, I, I I formed a committee with the communications regulator, with ComReg, and with the mobile operators, and we we they they came up with uh, a number of solutions to the, a number of a number of different. Different, um, I suppose, uh, measures that they're going to take to reduce this, uh, and uh, clearly they're they're already working. They're already reducing. We'll never get it to zero because you can always send a scam text. You can always tr- do send a text to somebody else that has a co- has some kind of um, confidence trick in it, mm-hmm. but. What we need to get away from is the idea that you can put 1 million messages through the network and nobody notices, which is what was happening. Basically, everybody was in the country was getting the same message, and that's not, that, that's not acceptable at all. So there's a, it, 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 there isn't one silver bullet to deal with this. There's about five or six different measures that we're implementing to filter the, the content. At the same time, we have a challenge from data protection we can't read people's text messages you know it's very we we need a legal basis before we could do that Mm -hmm. but there's a number of things we can do to spot the patterns that show that this is somebody who is faking the headers for example making a uh, a text message appear that it came from somebody else, or or making an email uh, appear like it came from somebody else, or making a phone call appear that it, it came locally when in fact it's it's uh, internationally originated. Mm-hmm. I needed to work as well with the um, the wholesale communication companies that bring uh, voice traffic into Ireland and bring SMS traffic in to, to to figure out how we were going to how we were going to filter those. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a. It is is all about reducing the measure, sorry, reducing the volume of of these scam texts and calls. But we'll we'll never get to absolute zero. But I think we are making great progress. We're also cooperating with the, the British police because the same international gangs that were originating thir- these um, scam texts and calls were also uh, attacking the UK because they speak English. So uh, tended to be from, from countries that, that were English-speaking perhaps former colonies of the UK and so on. So uh, there was cooperation at that level. I think, we're, I think we're making real progress. I think people are seeing a reduction in the volume, uh, but we've got a number, of, a number of big changes that are coming in soon that I'm looking forward to seeing.
0: That was Minister of State in the Department of Environment, Ushin Smith, speaking with me on Thursday. If you've had bad experiences with a mobile or broadband provider, I would love to hear from you. You can email me Talk at newstalk.com.